The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. Joining me today on the panel are Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Dom. And Father Joseph Sund. Hey, Father. Happy Advent. Happy Advent, everyone. We are in the Gaudete week, so we are in the home... Not quite the home stretch, but we're getting there. We're, We're past the hump day. We just got Dete Sunday. I'm not sure if that's too irreverent or not, but we'll go with it. <laughs> but, <laughs> we get a bonus week of Advent this year. No kidding. A whole week. Yeah. A few yeah. years ago, yeah. we got no Advent, uh, no fourth week of Advent. It was Sunday and then Christmas. So this one we get, this is as long as we get. Before we get into today's topics, I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy called The Secrets of Middle Earth. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are found, or at sqpn.com slash Middle Earth. So uh, before we, again, before we get to our regular topics, we did have some feedback from a listener from last week when we were going through our Christmas gift guide for hobbies. Uh, and we got some feedback from Ted, who writes... For for hobbies, not hobbits. <laughs> that's, that's the, the Middle Secrets of Earth. Oh, yes, that's, that's right. Yeah, yes. okay. They actually did a gift guide episode recently, so you oh, check really? that out. I'll check that yes. out, yeah. yeah oh, uh, that's fun. All that's things token-related, I've added a few things from their gift guide to my Christmas list, because there's some awesome stuff there. Just a... A few token suggestions. Oh, that's the, you know, I need to do the uh, um, <laughs> the sad trombone uh, for you on that one. <laughs> so uh, this uh, email comes from Ted, who writes, I enjoyed this week's podcast, and it was interesting hearing about each of your hobbies. When the podcast began, I thought to myself, what's my hobby? I'd love to do a lot of woodworking and play with all those cool tools. But Father Corey made me realize what my hobby is. I've never brewed beer other than a simple setup that I played with years ago that was basically dump the ingredients in a plastic barrel and wait two weeks. I came to the realization that my hobby was not in the production, but consumption of beer. I do have a kegerator and have had it for many years and it has served me well. I also like to watch a lot of football. <laughs> Those hobbies <laughs> go together. Let me tell you. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I think I've dabbled in, in one or more of those uh, yeah. as well. Yes, I, I have a I have a beer drinking hobby too, uh, but not not a uh, not extensive. But uh, yes, <laughs> I I would love to brew beer. I think I said this last time with Father Corey is I would love to do home brewing. I have no room for it. I have literally there is no space to put a keg, you know, a brewing apparatus of any size, like nothing. So um, that will have to wait for the future when I've I have a kids who've graduated go off to college. I will convert their room into a home brewery. I'll put that put it that way. Yeah. Sweetie, go off to college. Daddy needs his <laughs> yeah. beer. <laughs> that is a good way of putting it. All right, let's get to our 
Christmas gift guide this week. As we, as I've said before, the last few weeks, our annual tradition is to do Christmas gift guides where we take turns talking about some tech related gear and uh, sometimes more high tech, more, sometimes it's more lower tech, but uh, we, this time this year, we're doing some themes each week. We have a different theme. Our uh, last time it was hobbies. Uh, this time where our theme is, EDC, which you may have heard uh, uh, the term, it's everyday carry. Now, I think it originated with folks who carry uh, firearms. <laughs> like, what's your everyday carry firearm? We're not talking about firearms or weapons at all. We're talking about the term has expanded to include the things that we carry on us every day, usually like in pockets or attached to us, but the sort of stuff that we we have on our person's most days. And so we've got some ideas and you'll, as you go through this, we've each completed our list independently, but there's some very, there's themes within this theme. So <laughs> you'll see some themes pop up. So uh, to get started, Father Joseph, why don't you give us your first uh, Christmas gift idea for everyday carry? Okay. We're going to go as low tech as you can get, or not really as low tech, but a pencil, but okay. it's my, um, Kurutoga pencil, which um, I love these pencils. Um, your ordinary mechanical pencil, right? It has a little clamp that pulls the lead down. This one, on the other hand, has kind of a spinning apparatus that, as you write, continually brings the lead down so you don't run out of lead. Oh. Um, and then also this has a gunmetal finish, and it's just a really nice pencil. So. Um, if you nice. have someone who appreciates the finer arts of pencils, that's a good gift. Not expensive. Still like $12 on Amazon. So that's a, that's a nice one. Um, Cool. Yeah, I liked it. That's my been my problem with mechanical pencils for, for so long is that clicky, 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 and you know constantly having to advance the lead. Uh, this way, if it advances it for you as you write, I really like that idea. That is that is really nice. Cool. And it also, this particular one that's $12 does give you five extra erasers and three packs of lead with it. That's awesome. I will lose those erasers immediately. <laughs> <laughs> when you open it, you lose the erasers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, stuff like that. I, you know, when you get earbuds with extra tips, you know, to, to replacement tips, gone. Like, the, you know, I, your Apple Pencil comes with that extra nib. I have no idea where it is. You know, it's just that's the way it is. It's like those little things get lost immediately. Myself, it's the um, over-the-air mics for that I use at Mass. They always come with the windscreens. Yep. I don't have any windscreens. <laughs> gone. Gone. All right. So that's our first uh, Christmas gift idea. Thank you, Father. Uh, Victor, what's your first idea? Yeah, so m mine is also a writing instrument. Um, a few years ago, I got into, um, started to get into fountain pens because I thought it would be a cool hobby. And you start looking at fountain pens and there's, you know, ones that cost, you know, $3. There's ones that cost $300, $800. Um, obviously I wasn't going to buy a, a $300 pen as my first pen to given that I tend to lose things as well. And it's Mont and Blanc. It yeah, I wasn't, and I wasn't very happy with the, the $10 pens either, but then I hit upon, uh, this, this company called, uh, it's sometimes pronounced Twisby, but it's a uh, TWSBI and they make a pen, which is perfect for beginners. It's called the eco and it is about $35. 
Um, and it comes in all sorts of different colors and styles. What's really nice about it is it's that a it's a piston style pen. It doesn't use cartridges. You dip the nib of the pen right into your ink, and I'll have some recommendations for ink as well. And then twist the end, and this piston mechanism sucks up the ink into the pen, and it holds a lot. Like using cartridges, um, you have to carry extra cartridges with you. In a full day of writing, I could go through, you know, two of them easily. This I can fill up once a week. Um, Twipsy also makes a uh, very good, uh, fountain pen ink for, for writing, but I can really recommend the eco pen. I have, uh, two eco pens and I was so impressed with them. I got a couple of their, uh, you know, higher end pens. Um, my wife has, uh, two or three, um, ecos as well. They're just, they're just really good, uh, pens for the money. And so, um, take one with you, uh, and, and, uh, people be very impressed that you're, you know, writing with such a, a luxurious, uh, clear fountain pen. Nice. I'm I'm yeah. disappointed that I didn't put a my favorite prop pocket protector on my <laughs> yes for your ink pens because you might need one with using fountain pens, right? Yeah, I I did for many years wear wear a fountain uh, pocket protector once I started carrying fountain pens, but um, Jet Pens, who I who I buy my my pens from, uh, they have very nice uh, pen cases that you can also um, get if you, if you have multiple pens that you want to carry around and stuff. Um, and I would also like to put in, if, if you do start getting into fountain pens, ink, um, Noodler's Ink has a wide variety of inks um, based on historical inks, colors that you can't even imagine. Um, and once you start to go down that rabbit hole, you're, you're pretty much hooked for life. Oh, man. Uh, look at the uh, 54th Massachusetts Ink. That's, uh, yeah. that's the Civil War uh, regiment at, uh, that was at Gettysburg. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you telling me that I could grade papers in fountain pen? Yes. You certainly could, yeah. And the cool thing about some of the Noodler's Ink is that they're bulletproof, which means that they, uh, you know, they don't run. Um, they're, uh, you know, you, you can't smear them with your, with your highlighter, so they're, they're forge-resistant and all sorts of stuff like that. So if you're grading, I was trying yeah. to think of the situation that someone would be shooting at my pen and it would have to be bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ink itself is, uh, yeah. But uh, you could make yeah, corrections I, I like with them. the uh, the rose in the Louvre red ink. That would be <sighs> fancy. I, yeah, I have that one. It's it's very nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I got my wife a fountain pen a few years ago. Uh, after um, oh Thomas Sonerho was talking about jet yeah. pens and st- and different pens that he got uh, jet pens. He's a pen guy too. So um, yeah, fountain pens are. It's funny these old fashioned technologies have their place they still have their place um you know i think that was i think that was two years ago because i think that's when i first started listening to the show was around the (laughs) um, nice (laughs) tech gift guide so okay awesome awesome so yeah that's a great great idea so i also want to recommend a pen this is a more of a convenience factor i I'm constantly out places needing to write something, you know, and for a long time I had this little telescoping pen that was on my keychain. you know, it was nice. It was like, I pull it off and I write with it. It it was all right. It eventually ran out of ink. And like, like, remember what I said about losing stuff? It came with extra ink cartridges. I have no idea where they are. I mean, but it lasted so long that it was probably all dried out anyway. So I looking for something new. And I was looking for a small pen uh, that I could put in a pocket or something like that. I found the Olight, which you'll hear that company name again uh, as we talk, makes a, a very small mini ballpoint pen, the open mini ballpoint pen. And it is it is tiny. It's very small. 
Um, but it's a retractable ballpoint pen and it works great. And I keep it in something else you'll hear about, not like directly in my pocket, but in a, uh, a in a bag that I, I, I carry in my back pocket. And it's it's small. It's always handy. It's great. You all you will always impress someone when you're out somewhere and you, you got to like you're at scouts. You got to fill out a forms, you know, and people are like, oh, is it me get a pen? You got a pen, get a pen. And I'm like, and you always have a pen on you. And you just here. I got a pen and you just fill it out. Just don't let people walk away with it. That's the big thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so the uh, yeah, the, that's the Olight mini ballpoint pen. Very, very nice. And that's also I don't know if I mentioned it's it's again around the same price. Twelve dollars. Uh, as the same price as the uh, mechanical pencil. You, you know, we might be the most affordable gift guide of all of our <laughs> gift guides so far. Yeah, so far. Uh, eventually, I'll get up there, but for now, we're pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, so let's get back around to you, Father. What's your next gift idea? My next gift idea will be by far the most affordable. We're going <laughs> stocking stucker sub. The stocking <laughs> stuffer. <laughs> That's a tongue twister there. Yeah. Um, these are, it's a little um, lens cleaner. That's a brush that has two sides to it. Um, and I just keep one of these everywhere. Um, and so basically you pinch your lens in between the two um, microfiber things and it cleans it, cleans your glasses up, which all three of us are glasses yeah. wearers, so yeah um and i've been pleased i don't have to use any spray with this one just huh. works works like a charm every time and, nice nice um especially when you're in that cold cold weather mm -hmm. um, to keep one in my car helps a ton. oh yeah oh, the fogging yeah you know i became a, a an eyeglass wearer in middle age. And so I didn't know the annoyance of constantly dirty glasses and, uh, and cleaning them is such a pain. I always use a, I always have a glass cleaning cloth on me, but like you, your finger slips off the cloth and it smudges the screen up and, Oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, something like this might, might, might be really nice. And it's small enough that you could, you could fit it in your pocket. Wouldn't feel too bulky. So. And you can buy a dozen of them for 12 bucks. That's, yeah, that's that is a good deal. That's almost disposable. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you have a whole family of four eyes, <laughs> we do. This is your stocking stuffers. If you have a wife who's constantly stealing your eyeglass cleaning cloths, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, you know, who that would be, but uh, so yeah. that's great. That's going on my list. I want that in my stocking. Cool. All right, uh, Victor, you're up next. Yes, um, my next pick is. One of the one of my more pricey items, and it is another Olight product, and it is the Olight Baton 3 Pro um, flashlight. And so, uh, it, you know, you'll you'll hear people say, you know, you're in terms of obviously a flashlights are very convenient to, to keep around. If you drop something on the floor, drop something under your car, in your car, having a flashlight that's just in your pocket can be very handy. Um, it's also people also say, you know, the flashlight is your number one security tool because, you know, if you're walking into a dark parking structure, you hear something between your car and the next car, you know, you, you can pull out your flashlight, shine it and say, hey, you know, did you lose something, you know, something down there. Right. You know, it's non-threatening. Um, and so um, I've been really impressed with this Olight. It's the first well, second Olight I've, I've owned it, uh, the Baton 3 Pro. 
uh, wireless charging. It has your basic, you know, um, lithium battery in there that you can replace. You just unscrew it, and it's just uh, the one that all flashlights use. But you know, wireless magnetic charging. The base is magnetic, so if you're working, you know, under the sink, you just you know slap this up to the sink, and, it, and the magnet holds it in place. You don't need a kid to hold it and shine it in your eyes. Um, <laughs> it does that for it. It has tons of different brightness modes. You can get white light or a more natural light. And what's really cool is in the brightest mode, if you've ever used like an LED flashlight um, with that's super bright and you put your hand right up against it, it is very hot, you know, even a few inches away. Mm-hmm. What this does is it has a proximity sensor in the end. And if it senses something that close to it, it'll dim the light so it's not doesn't get that hot. So you won't oh. burn yourself or, or anything that you're holding it up against. So it's it's really nice. It's, ve- it's very compact, you know, made of uh, machined aluminum and um it has a very cool pocket clip, you know, belt clip, so you can clip it to your pocket, your your belt. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't sure because it is like sixty five, seventy dollars. Um, but it's definitely been been worth it. You know, there there are mm-hmm. uh, gear light or whatever, you know, for for fifteen dollars. But this is just compact, very powerful, um, and I like it a lot. I've had cheap flashlights, and they were cheap. Yeah, <laughs> most of us carry around eight hundred dollar flashlights, so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I wanted to say something about that, though, because the people will say, well, why don't you just use your phone's light? The, well, a couple of reasons. But one of them is the, the flashlight on your phone drains that battery. You could watch your battery level go down. And you, when you're in an emergency situation, that phone yeah. is your lifeline. So for one and two, that phone is fragile <laughs> and you don't want that to, phone to fall into like concrete or into water or anything else. And so I, I agree. I think a flashlight is, it, it, you know, that is a single use device is totally worth it. No, I agree. I just think of a normal situation. So um, I'm refilling my windshield wiper fluid, right? Right. Yep. And I have liquid and I'm holding my holding over a car engine. Is it really where I want to have my phone? Exactly. Plus, you could put a flashlight in your mouth. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? I'm not putting my phone in my mouth because I'm not going to be able to yeah. see past it. You know, that sort of thing. Actually, with Victor's in my car, I could put my flashlight right up against yeah. right against the yeah. hood. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. And because the prepper motto, you know, there's a saying in prepper circles, you know, three is two, two is one, one is none. You always right. want to have a backup. So I also have a recommendation in there for an Olight, and this one's $22. And it's a tiny uh, keychain-sized flashlight that you just, you know, kind of unscrew it a little bit, and it has a couple levels of brightness. And I found that to be very useful as well. If I walk yeah. out of the house and somehow I've forgotten my flashlight and, and need one, I always have one on my keychain as well. Yep. I have the sa- I have a different yeah. version from Olight of that. Um, yeah. Too. It's a screw. It you screw it close the connection closed to turn it on, yep. which isn't great for being in my pocket. But I keep it in a in a little pouch. Um, I want to say though, uh, the only thing that gives me pause with with this one, it's but it's a minor niggle. But it it is the uh, proprietary charging uh, cable. That would be the yeah. only thing that would give me uh, pause on that. It's not USB C. No, it's a magnetic. It's a USB magnetic charging cable. You said like it. Oh, the it, the baton three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, but um, you can easily. It's just a eighteen six fifty lithium battery. So if you have an eighteen six fifty charger from a different flashlight, um, you know, you just it's the same. You can okay. charge it. Uh, you can take it out and charge it in in any kind of uh okay lithium battery charger. So yeah, that that kind of gave me pause too. But the fact that you can take the battery out and charge it um that's good is nice as well. Yeah. 
there's um they I mean it lasts forever. I mean the 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 battery too. I mean the, the, yeah. these LEDs last forever, and um they do have Olight does have other ones where you ha- you could put it like a USB C port yeah. and that sort of stuff too. But this looks like a really nice one. I mean it, it I don't think that's enough. Uh, that's not a fatal flaw. That is that's really yeah. good. So I want to also re- uh, see I. I had a, uh, a my Olight flashlight on here, but I said we don't need to have more flashlights. <laughs> but I want to recommend something else because uh, uh, this little pouch, because you got to have something to carry your things in. Uh, I I have it's called Right in the Rain, R I T E in the Rain All Weather Pocket Organizer, and this is a little zip pouch. Um, it has a a mesh pocket on the outside, but you uh, can unzip it; it folds open, and inside. There's another mesh pocket and a pouch that's it's designed to take like a uh, reporter's notebook. You know, you slide that in there and have a so if you want to have a little notebook that you carry around that's protected, you could do that. But what I use this for is just to carry all extra stuff, non wallet stuff. Wallet is something separate. Um, And so I keep in this uh, I keep extra charging cables. I keep a little eyeglass, a screwdriver, uh, a lighter, um, USB lightning cables, USB-C cable. Uh, what else? Do I have my rosaries in there, um, uh, air tagged so I can track it. Uh, I kept my vaccination card in there when that was a thing. Um, you know, I have business cards in there. So it's like a it's it's a larger than a wallet, but I it fits in my back pocket pretty nicely. But it's also got uh, Molly straps, which is yeah. uh, a nice thing. Um, so uh, Molly, I forget what Molly, it's an acronym, but you find it on backpacks and other like military gear. They'll have uh, Molly straps. So it's a standard gear attachment system. So um, I can attach it to my backpack or to other bags if I need to. So it's a really nice little pouch you can use to as an extra. Like I don't take it with me every time I go out. But if I'm going out for an extended period of time or I'm going for a walk, I'm going, you know, if I'm just going down the corner store, I don't need it. But uh, if I'm leaving the house for an extended period of time, this is a nice little pack. And it's $27. I've had it for years and it looks like the day I bought it. It's really held up really nicely. It's excellent. It's a nice little pouch. Looks like that company also sells pens. They do. They actually sell a lot of different gifts. gear of this type so it's really nice so uh father that's back to you what's your next christmas gift idea my next christmas gift idea here um i have a flash drive for my next christmas gift idea so okay um this flash drive is it is a usb 2.0 um but the benefit of it is it looks like a key. Um, and so I have a lot of situations, i.e. someone doesn't have a printer driver on their computer um, that I do regularly that I just need the same file over and over. Um, also teaching is um, not always is the cloud working well for me to get my files over. So, and especially with bigger video files and stuff. So, I use that and pretty sturdy um, and goes right on my key ring and it's always with me. So 32 and 64 gigs. Um, it's only eight bucks on Amazon. So yeah. that's, that's a nice stocking stuffer. That's pretty good. 
you can put your, uh, you know, PC dirt racing malware on it and then just erase like all the computers and they'll never know it was you because it's <laughs> just like on that's TV. what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like on TV. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. A, a nice thumb drive is very useful. You know, you know, there are times when you just you need something to uh, sneaker net a file, you know, or or even if you just want to like have to carry certain files with you all the time, especially if you're doing um it was troubleshooting on people's computers. Yeah. That's great. Yep. And there's some things that you just don't want to trust to putting on the cloud too. So right. exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Victor, your next Christmas gift idea. Yeah, let's talk about uh multi tools because um, you know, if you're if you're out and about and something needs to be, you know, like, you know, pliered or wires need to be snipped or you want to live out mm -hmm. your macgyver fantasies as as i often do um you're <laughs> going to need a good multi-tool and they've come a long way if you haven't uh, purchased one since the uh you know the victorian ox swiss army knife uh swiss army knife days and um you know leatherman um i think it was is his name bob leatherman um probably the the best known brand out there so there's a lot of uh you know cachet with with the name um the one i carry is the leatherman free p2 um, which has, uh, it doesn't have, you know, removable bits, but it has, uh, you know, the, the pliers, the knife, uh, a Phillips, a straight edge screwdriver. But the really cool thing about it is that, um, you can open and close it with one hand. I think there's some sort of magnets in there. It looks kind of like nunchucks when you, mm. uh, mine's, uh, mine needs to be lubricated here, I think a little bit. And also I got it because not only does it come with like a cool nylon, uh, belt pouch, but it comes with a a belt clip as well, which um, mm, is, is not as nice. not as common as you think, but it is it is pricey. And so um, for for one quarter of the price, you can go with uh, a Chinese company called uh, Gonzo, uh, G A N Z O. It's it's not like the Muppet, and they they have a very nice one as well, which which we'll have in the show notes. But um, you know, it has spring loaded pliers. The the knife it uh, actually has like a saw, and the cool thing too is it does use just standard hex bit drivers on its. Um, little driver thing it has an adapter so for 25 bucks um if you don't care about uh you know the brand name um the gonzo as well i probably use it more when i'm like going over to my mom's house and i know i have you know work to do and stuff um just because it's it's a little bit more capable but again it doesn't have quite the recognition that uh leatherman does mm. so that has that has inter interchangeable bits in it you're saying the Gonzo does, yes. Yeah, yeah, just standard hex bits, um, which, uh, you know, some of the Leatherman tools do have uh, removable bits. Mine doesn't, but I got it mainly just because it's pretty compact. and um, you know, That's you, pretty neat. That's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, I have to say, um, that's my next pick as well, uh, is a Leatherman, is the, because uh, I will agree, because people say, I've heard people say, why does anyone need a Leatherman knife oh, or, you know, a multi-tool all the time? Um, you know, the who uses yeah. that? I use mine literally every day, like yep. for one thing or another. Uh, and I I have a, a, a slightly different one. I have the Skeletool CX. This is my second Leatherman. Um, I I busted the blade on my first one that I got. <laughs> um, but I had that one Oops. for like eight, eight, ten years. So it it. It got its money work, but I had the Skeletool CX and I love this thing. It's even got a little uh, carabiner on the end. That's oh, nice. also a bottle opener. Very handy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've opened many a beer bottle with that. And uh, it does have the removable bits. And so I'm going to also piggyback on my pick here with a couple others, which is uh, Leatherman sells a 42 piece bit kit, which is 
uh, 21 double-ended screwdriver bits that uh, also has a bit driver extender. So you can really get a, you know, leverage and also get into tight spaces with it. Uh, And it's really great. The, the bits come on these two flat um, plastic uh, carriers that when you, you stack them together, they're less than, I don't know, quarter inch thick. I mean, it's really compact. Uh, It's really nice. And to carry them, I I have the uh, a different company makes it the Ray Gear sheath, which is a sheath that lets you slide these into the into a a, a pocket, and it's spring loaded, so it holds them tight. And then the bit extender goes into a side thing that has a a magnet, a, a rare earth magnet at the end to hold the bit extender securely. See, I lost my first bit extender uh, <laughs> when the uh, nylon sheath had the little bit of nylon on the side that was holding it got a little loose. Uh, so this this is not going anywhere. So I have these both in my pocket every day, the the, the Ray Gear uh, sheath and the regular Leatherman sheath, and I use them all the time. It's fantastic. So when you take the bit when you take the bits out, you feel like a knight pulling it out of its sheath. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, well, it, I feel like a secret agent because it's like it's almost like a, a clip, you know, a uh, gun clip. But so the the sheath the for the the bit kit is thirty four dollars. The uh, the Leatherman the forty two bit. Oh, it's not available at the moment. It might be available on their website. I'll have to go take a look and see if if they have it there on their website, but uh, it's, it's not there on the, on the, on the Amazon site right now. And the Skeletool is uh, $90. So, uh, wow. Pretty, pretty good price for that. Um, yeah. I, I am a fir- big believer in multi-tools and having a multi-tool with you to do stuff all the time. I'm constantly like, you know, cutting open boxes and that sort of stuff all the time. All right. Back to you, father. What's your next Kirsten's gift idea? My next idea is, This was a gift, I think, about three years ago. My mother actually got me this gift, um, and I love it. It is the Cocoon Gridit Backpack. Um, And this is a um, 15-inch backpack, so it's for when you have a small – if you have a smaller laptop. Um, And as you open it out up, it has Gridit's – proprietary elastic system um, in which you can put all of your random tech devices into elastic straps to hold into place. And so the nice thing is when I'm going to look for that dongle or adapter that I need, I'm able to unzip that section of the bag and everything's just right there. Yeah, it's really nice. I've I had uh, something from Gr- a different kind of uh, item from uh, Gridit as a pick of the week before, and it's nice because it's a grid of elastic straps interwoven, so that you can get as big of a loop or small of a loop as you need to hold anything. And if you already have a backpack that you really like, um, Gridit also sells the grids on themselves. So right. um, if you just want to throw a grid into your backpack, I think as cheap as like $15 and then you can go for bigger ones up to 20, 30 bucks. Oh, the, the small ones like nine bucks even. Oh yeah. It's, it's cheap. So, 
Nice. But the back, this particular backpack is $52, but on mine's in the same condition as the day I got it, and I beat it up pretty good, so. Cool. That's great. Yeah, I, grid, the gridded stuff is great. Well, keeping that, keeping your bag organized with all the, pet, the, the dongles and stuff is a huge pain, and this really helps with that. Nice. Hey, right, Victor, what's next for you? For next for me is so granted the the Leatherman has a uh, you know a knife on it, but um, really you can't go wrong also carrying a nice um, you know pocket knife um, you know in in your pocket or you know in your purse. Um, and really they, they you know it's as close as well. Some men wear watches, other others have you know their pocket knives and stuff. And so you don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, I have some you know pricier knives, but really I think. $30 is is really a really good price point 30 $35 for for a you know a beefy pocket knife that way if if you you know lose it someplace uh you're not absolutely heartbroken um and one that you know shows up that gets recommended a lot is the uh you know Ontario Rat 1 by the Ontario Knife Company um it's a good knife if if respected brand name if if brand names and country of origin aren't as important to you though um, they are, there are a couple of, uh, you know, Chinese knife makers, uh, one of which is Ifen Grow and the other is, uh, uh, Sativian and, um, they make very nicely spec knives right in that 30 to $35, um, price range. So one of the, you know, luxury items is, you know, having a D2 blade, you know, which is a harder blade that holds the edge longer. And then also, um, you know, handles that are made of micarta, which is a, kind of layered um you know paper or fabric that's been you know infused with i think resin or something to make it you know waterproof and very hard but that's also another nice you know luxury feature and so you can get you know a d2 blade and a micarta handle on a very nice knife you know for 100 120 dollars or by looking at these other companies um you know uh 35 dollars and for you know knives when i'm out working in the yard need to cut back some uh some weeds or some vines or, you know, open boxes or, you know, things that, you know, where I'm going to, you know, drop it on concrete if I'm not careful. Um, you know, they, they hold up very well, uh, but they also, um, you know, look rather nice and impressive as well. So we have a couple links uh, that we'll share with those as well. That's awesome. But of course, make sure that you're following all of your local laws and regulations regarding the the size of the blade, whether or not it's a concealed weapon, if you're carrying it in your pocket, you know, make sure you're familiar with your state and, uh, local laws mm. before you uh, carry any knife or any, you know, multi-tool even these days. And we turned it into the everyday carry. <laughs> yeah. Twist. So, yeah. Amazon will, will tell you that if it can't ship it to your location. Oh, really? Yeah. It tells me I can't have the Stivian, Stivian knife. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or the Sorry. Ontario knife. But uh, yeah, that's okay. I, um, I, I, I buy direct from Gerber actually myself. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I love Gerber knives. They're more expensive. So I don't, I have, I have yeah. one nice Gerber knife, uh, but uh, maybe I'll get a pocket knife. Yeah. And if you, yeah, buck, buck knives too, if you want like oh, a, yeah. you know, just a two inch blade, um, they have some very nice, yeah, buck knives. You can't go wrong. Lasts a lifetime. But you're right. Uh, carrying a, a knife, especially a folding knife in your pocket, you have to be careful of where you take it. Definitely. Yep. Mm -hmm. So my next gift idea is uh, more conventional technology. It's a short USB-C to lightning cable. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have, so my favorite 
uh, battery pack now is the is an anchor one I've talked about before. It's an anchor MagSafe battery pack that uh, I can charge my my iPhone MagSafe directly to it. But it has a USB C out that if I want to charge my iPad or someone else's phone that doesn't have MagSafe iPhone, uh, you need a cable and it's a USB C. So I just needed a very short and this is six inches USB C to Lightning adapter. Of course, you can get of you know various other ends if you need USB C to USB C or USB C to oh Lord knows USB micro or mini. I mean, why I don't know, but you know if you had to, <laughs> uh, you could do that. Um, but you know, having short cables to attach to your gear that you can have on you all the time. This is the idea of everyday carry. It's the sort of thing that you're not going to need all the time. But when you need it, you need it, and it's great to have it there. So that's why this is, and this is, this one's sixteen dollars, but it's a pretty good. I I I wanted to find one that was durable, would last a long time, being folded up in my bag, you know that sort of thing. And this is a good one. So, you know, you might need that micro cable. I have my um, USB C to VGA dongle, <laughs> and I was thinking about taking it out of my bag, and the other week I needed it. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, you know, that's why, that's why I have my my closet of obsolete tech. As I, I never get rid of this stuff because you know one of these days I'm gonna need that zip drive. So, <laughs> so uh, I have right. entire I have entire rooms of obsolete tech. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Uh, so, Father, back to you. What's your next Christmas gift idea? My next Christmas gift idea. We're gonna go Catholic on you now. Okay. This is a Catholic podcast, after of course. All, so. Um, we're going to do the rugged rosaries. Um, and these are very nicely made rosaries, um, that, um, range from $20 up to, I think they go up to $75 range, but they're what they sound like. They're made military grade, which for me usually just means that it's going to survive the dryer, but, um, <laughs> But they're made to be tough, and um, some of them are made of gunmetal. Um, I think they make like a World War One rosary. I like carrying the decade rosaries, just the single decade rosaries on me. Kind of encourages me to pray more. I think sometimes you can um, be shy to do an entire rosary when you only have four minutes. And so, you know, if you just have a decade rosary on you, it can encourage you to pray a little more. So, and I think those ones are 18, 19 bucks or so. Mm, um, yeah. So. Yeah. My, my two older sons actually have the battle beads, which are the rosaries. Uh, they're the world war one rosaries in the metal tin. And so I didn't realize uh, they were a gift from, from their grandmother. I didn't realize where she had gotten them, but um, yeah, no, they're, they're very well. They hold up cause they'll sit there and fidget with them and, and mm-hmm. mass sometimes. And they haven't, you know, broken and, you know, thank goodness. Um, they're very tough. Yeah, these are yeah, good stuff. The battle beads are replicas of actual rosaries that were issued to Catholic soldiers and sailors in World War One. So that that's why they, I mean these are you know the real deal. I I love the paracord ones. Those are beautiful and and yeah. I mean I'm tough on my rosaries. I I have a rosary from um, Iron Lace Design, which is a, uh, a Catholic mom living in uh, Canada. Who's a friend of my wife, Melanie? But uh, this is made from Japanese chainmail. It is oh, so wow. strong, like you could, 
you could, you know, you fall off a cliff, you could hold on to the edge of the cliff with this rosary. I mean, it would hold your weight. I mean, it's strong. So, um, but they're expensive. They're, I, this was a, uh, a gift from my wife, uh, but I think it was, these are like $150 or more rosaries, but they, they're beautiful and they last forever. I had, um, I was visiting a homebound man at one of my parishes and he showed me his rosary that he had from the Korean War that he's kept on him. Carried it every day in the Korean War with him. Has prayed it every day since he's got back with him. And wow. it's still holding up. And I think about how many rosaries I've had fall apart. So fun yeah. fun other story about the guy. Side tangent here. But small town volunteer fire department. He lives next to the firehouse. He's homebound. But he had he was the fire chief. And he still has the button for the siren in his house. And so he's the guy who gets to, um, at 80 years old, still gets to set off the volunteer siren every day. So <laughs> oh, nice. So. That's great. Beautiful story there. Yeah. Yeah. And talk, speaking of beautiful, I'm checking out that Iron Lace Design uh, Etsy shop. And that mm-hmm. is really amazing jewelry there. It's not just oh, yeah. rosaries. It's um, pendants and, and you know, neck, uh, you know, things. Um, yeah. There's it's not the some same really- company. Different, co- different company. Different this company. is uh, the one where I got my rosary is Iron okay. Lace Design. Um, yeah. Uh, Kira yeah Met- really beautiful. Yeah. Kira Matsui, and her dad was a watchmaker. She inherited a lot of watch parts from him when he died, and she incorporates them into some of the jewelry she makes. She makes some amazing, beautiful jewelry guys. Yeah. Oh, consider yeah. getting some, some of her pieces for your wife, and when you do so, you'll be supporting a Catholic mom of uh, four or five kids, a single Catholic mom of, of a bunch of kids who really needs your help these days too. So uh, great cause uh, if you want to help somebody and also get a beautiful gift for somebody. So check, check that out. I'll yeah, put the, the link in the, the show notes. Yeah. The love's fire necklace. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good Catholic stuff on Etsy. So um, yeah. yep. You got some good friends. We should probably do some point uh, an Etsy That'd be show. a fun show. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's a if it's a tech show, but we could uh, we could do whatever anyway. So yeah. it'd be nice to do it. Uh, support some some good Catholic producers of of really awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah, you could it could be like how technology has enabled like independent yeah. you know creators to sell their stuff. Yeah. Sure, Etsy is a is a website. Yeah. All right, the next to you, Victor. Yeah, this is not. I I pretty much that's everything that I carry with me that I've already discussed. Um, the next thing here is I got this on sale on Amazon. It's it's an electric screwdriver, which you don't you don't need. But gosh, they're handy, especially as as you get older. Um, and I've tried other, you know, these are battery rechargeable. You know, they you know, they go forward and back and stuff. But I've tried other ones that were like this, you know, the width of a pencil and they're not very strong. Um, this one that I that I picked up and and uh, gosh, the company, um, I forget it's something, but it's it's in the show notes. It's it's beefier. It's. Currently showing is $54. It's not worth $54, but when it drops back down to, to 30, it's worth a look. It has a light on it and it's pretty strong. And if you're going to be doing a lot of like, you know, machine screws, just feels really nice in the hand and has a, this cool case and stuff. So um, if you ever need a, a rechargeable electric screwdriver, which you, you might not ever need one, but if, if you do, it, this one's really nice. Does it summon the TARDIS? Uh, so far I haven't, I haven't found that mode, but there are, there, there are, uh, different torque settings on it. So that could possibly, uh, do that. (laughs) Oh, there it comes. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Nice. You don't have that sound effect on your soundboard, do you? (laughs) No, I don't. Uh, It's uh, something that should be standard on my soundboard, but it isn't. Um, 
So uh, my next uh, gift idea is, is probably actually probably the lowest tech thing on our list, but it's it's a wallet. It is the uh, Nomadic Slim Minimalist Front Pocket Wallet for men or women. It holds between four and 15 cards of various sorts. Uh, it has a it's called hidden cash and key pocket, or as I like to call it, the air tag pocket. Uh, so, uh, but for years I carried a regular wallet in my back pocket and I started getting sciatica pain from the thing yeah. and I needed something different. I hated carrying my regular wallet in my front pocket. So Chicago I, style. Yeah, right. So I picked this up and it is great. It is small, is compact. It I can carry my my gear in it, you know, my my I it ha, it makes me cut down on the amount of cards I carry, which is good cuz I don't need all that junk in my pocket all the time. It makes me clean it out. Uh so just the things I need. Um it's great. And you know, maybe if I if I if I carried more cash, I'd want like a uh a clip, a money clip, but I don't carry a lot of cash on me. So I'm, it doesn't bother me. But you know, if, if you, if you tend to carry cash, you might need a money clip to go with it or, or maybe this wouldn't work for you, but uh, I like this. It's all like nylon and stretchable. Uh, there are some minimalist ones that are metal or plastic. I never liked any of those. This is, this worked for me. I really like this. So I'm convinced that Jerry Seinfeld started the minimalist wallet movement. <laughs> right, right. That's right. That was a that was an episode. Jerry, your back hurts because your wallet it's huge. <laughs> they have the Jerry Seinfeld wallet in here in comparison to the uh, the, the minimalist wallet, by the way, on Amazon. If you look, so um, and it's twenty bucks, so it's yeah. it's it's nice. Uh, I've always been a front front carry guy when it comes to wallets, so a little extra bulk. Uh, yeah. I just uh, I get so much else in my pocket these days with all the stuff. <laughs> I, I don't like having a you know the, the huge wallet in there too. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Is there anything else on here, Father? You had anything else that you wanted to mention? I just have one thing that I do every morning. That's my every morning carry. Um, every morning, Jimmy Aiken and an alien wake me up uh, <laughs> with my coffee mug off of the. Um, merch section of sqpn um so shameless plug there there you go um, <laughs> but it, it's a great coffee mug i've um um been happy yep. with it yep the uh you, you can go to sqpn.com slash merch and you get t-shirts and mugs and all kinds of other stuff uh there you might not get it in time for christmas at this point but you know i'm a big believer in epiphany gifts so oh that yeah might be that might be something you can get. And you get ones for a lot of our different shows. We don't have a Secrets of Tech um, shirt or design. We may have to do that at some point, but we'll, I, I hate to think of what that would be. But, uh, yeah, you can know, you get the Jimmy Akins It's Always Aliens mug, the Secrets of Stargate mug, Secrets of Star Wars, Secrets of Doctor Who, Secrets of Star Trek. So uh, we, we get a lot of different stuff there and shirts and whatever else, too. You can get the travel mug, which would be everyday carry. That would be that's an everyday true. carry. Yes, that's true. All right, so that was a lot of great stuff, and I want to uh, thank you guys for the, all the, the uh, different ideas. Uh, we'll have links to everything on our show notes on our website at sqpn.com, you can, or go to starquest.fm slash TEC191, and that'll take it to today's show notes. So before we move on to the rest of our show, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Peter H., 
Lenora G, Andrew W, Claire T, and Chris M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So I want to just cover a couple headlines real quick here. Uh, our first headline is about Disney Plus. Disney Plus has launched an ad-supported tier, uh, which says to compete with Netflix. I'm not sure they're actually competing with Netflix, but at this point, but <laughs> but uh, and also that they've reached recently reached 164 million subscribers. Um, so there's there's more to be said about these different uh, uh, stories that we've got here, but just you know, what is your impression of? the ad supported tier on Disney plus and Netflix. Is it something you guys would be interested in or you would you rather pay more to avoid ads? What do you, what do you think? I already do the bundle that has, um, that has the ESPN plus and all of that in it. Um, so this wouldn't really interest me too much. Um, well, they have ad supported and ad free bundles as well. Hmm. Uh, are you doing the ad free bundle? I think that's what we're doing right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, we cut our cable in 2014, early 2014. And uh, we have two younger kids. We have two older kids. We have two younger kids and they grew up without seeing commercials basically. Cause we we immediately enrolled in streaming service, you know, ripped movies and shows to, to Plex did all of that. And I think we were over at my sister-in-law's house for Thanksgiving or something, and they were watching a cartoon, and all of a sudden a commercial came on, and our youngest son, who was like, you know, three at the time, he's like, what? There's a show in the middle of the show. You know, he was completely flummoxed by it. He was so outraged. that, And that's kind of how I feel about ads, too. I don't, I mean, I kind of feel like they're a violation into my, you know, personal time and space. So it's... We we don't really have like a, a set stable of, of, you know, streaming services, Amazon Prime, just because we're, you know, prime, you know, in that ecosystem, whatever. But we kind of rotate through streaming services. We'll have one for a few months until we're sick of it. And then, you know, they or they do something really stupid and offensive and then we cancel them and protest and sign up with the one that we canceled, you know, a year ago. <laughs> uh, watch that for a little while and then cancel that and protest. And, uh, you know, so we, we, we kind of rotate through them. Um, but yeah, definitely ad ad free all the way because life's too short to to watch commercials, and I don't I just don't like what they do to you know my brain or my kid's brain. Yeah, you bring you bring up an interesting point though with advertisers and Disney doing stuff that makes you mad or any other of those services. And really, the there's a question of once you have advertisers that you're doing regularly, um, who are you beholden to? I'd, I'm not sure if Disney on some things could sink any lower um, sometimes. Yeah. So advertisers can affect your programming. Um, and so that right could be a negative thing. Who's the Plus, customer here? Right. Plus yeah. I've tried like Pluto in the past and, and they have like three commercials. So if you're watching like an hour of Pluto content, you'll see the same three commercials like six times or something. That's and what it, drove me away from Hulu ad supported uh, back in the yeah. day, ages ago. Because it was like the same ads over and over. It drove me insane. It's yeah. like, I don't want Tide Pods. <laughs> <laughs> the Fox Sports app will do the same ads every right. time. And sometimes yeah. you'll watch the same ad three times in a row during a normal commercial break. 
Well, even apart from the repeating ads, there's also a technical problem, which is with a lot of these that's poorly programmed or something like they don't want you to pause or skip the ads, right? That defeats the whole purpose. So what happens is sometimes with some of these services, if you pause between ads, like in the content and then go to play again, it skips back to the beginning of the last ad break. Mm hmm. Like that's that's I almost feel like that's on purpose to make you pay more to get ad free. Like it's a it's like it's an evil genius plan. Uh, so yeah, it drives me crazy. What the Disney the Disney plan is seven ninety nine a month for, for the basic plan. So that's with ads. It's ten ninety nine. Oh the oh it's seventy nine with ads with ads, which is oh what it goodness. used to be to get no ads. So basically, what they've done is they've hiked the price by three bucks. For everyone who's who does who hate, who is really hates ads, right? I mean, that's kind of essentially what's happened is the is the price of the service has gone up, and this is partly you know there's all kinds of business reasons why Disney is having trouble. They they created way too much content. This is why there's there's a a new old CEO in charge. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy who was in charge kind of screwed everything up, um, and so they're trying to recover yeah. financially uh, by hiking prices and that sort of stuff. So I'm still, I just, I just don't like ads. <laughs> I will pay a little more to no, to have no ads. But the interesting thing is, is how they're doing it different from Netflix. Netflix, you get, you're limited to 720 HD. Whereas Disney has given you full quality. Like you're getting mm. the whole catalog. You're getting all the quality. The only limitation is, is you can't uh, download to watch offline. So if you like, you take, taking a flight, or somewhere you can't download the content to watch while you're on the plane. Um, but you can watch on multiple devices simultaneously. Netflix, you can only have one device watching. And so it's a much more limited ad bundle. Now their plans aren't contractual. So if you were planning a flight, you could go and change and pay $3 more just for that one. That month. month? Yeah, you could. Yeah. You, there is no, penalty for going up and down on the the pricing you know the the plans right that's true that's true now i think disney plus next season for doctor who is gonna have doctor who if i remember right next next fall right in the fall of 2023 they'll be airing uh doctor who the new doctor who episodes any new doctor who content on disney plus so yet another reason for me to stay so they kind of they kind of have our hands tied huh at least me. <laughs> I, have to, I need Doctor Who. So, <laughs> or as or as Weird Al said, there's there's very probably no other way to watch it, but you do have a torrent of options. As he, uh, <laughs> that, that was in reference to that was in reference to someone from Australia was asking if there was a way that they could watch the new Weird movie. Which, if you're a Weird Al fan and above the age of, I would say maybe sixteen, it's a very very uh, funny movie. I wouldn't wouldn't show it to anyone um, much younger than that. But <laughs> but um, but no, it's and and that was only watchable on the Roku app. And so uh, I had to watch it. We had to watch it with commercials every you know few minutes. It seems like in the same Verizon and Tide commercials. Uh. But the nice thing was, is our other son came home from college and we wanted to show it to him. And we're like, oh no, we're gonna have to sit through these ads again. It may have remembered that we had watched it with ads the first time because the second time we played through it, it was completely ad free. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. There are ways to watch things without ads or without paying, but uh, we, we won't, we won't get yeah. into that. There, there is questionable moral, uh, questionable morality to that and that sort of thing. So we won't get into that. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was just funny that Weird Al was suggesting yes. those methods for his, for his own movie. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. I know. That's good. Yeah. So uh, speaking of watching TV is it's been a, a, a maxim for many years that watching TV or looking at screens right before bed is bad for you. It will, you know, make you have a bad night's sleep, grow hair on your toes, uh, you know, uh, become a ravening lunatic, make your children dumber, even if they're not watching it, but just because you're doing it, you know, that sort of stuff. It's like there's all kinds of things about why watching TV before you fall asleep is bad or looking at screens. But is it? (laughs) And so there's this article on uh, Vulture.com called Bed Habits. Um, it's it's long and it contains a lot of the uh, the author thinks that they're funnier than they are, <laughs> but there's some actually interesting content in there as well. Um, just about how new studies are showing that maybe this isn't as universal as we've thought. That maybe it's okay to, for some people to wa- to look at screens before bed, depending on why you're doing it. So for some people. It helps them unwind. It makes them relax so that they actually do get a better night's sleep and so on and so forth. So um, what do you guys think of this? Do you, A, do you look at screens within a half hour of going to bed? And B, do you feel like you shouldn't? I do, and I regret it when I do. But I'm not watching, like, you know, serene soundscapes and stuff. I'm, like, usually on, like, <laughs> like Twitter or something right before I go to bed. And, and then I'm, like, laying in bed saying, like, uh, you know what I should have told the president? Uh, you know, like, and uh, yeah, so that's not not healthy. I find if I actually read like a physical book with like pages and stuff, like 20, 30 minutes of that, I'm out and I like have the best sleep I ever had. And it, it may be different for other people. And the only thing I could say is like, you know, if if you're not getting good results or good night's sleep, change your habits, you know, try try something different. And if that gives you better results, stick with that. I try to stick with my um, Kindle with my backlight before bed. Um, yeah. And it's a lot better than reading Elon Musk's latest tweets before yeah. I go to bed. Um, <laughs> as funny as they might be sometimes. Yeah, I think for most people, if, you, if you're not getting a good night's sleep, go to bed earlier. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. frankly, that's the problem for most of us is we're, we're, not, we're just going to bed later. And maybe this, it's the screens that are keeping us up. That 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 could be true. For me, I you know, I watch TV and then when I'm done I go to bed and then and I read in bed with my Kindle until I bash myself on the nose with it, um, or whack my wife with it as as it falls if I'm laying on my side or something along those lines. Half the time she has to take it out of my sleepy hand and put it on the bedside table and that sort of thing. But yeah. But there's a um, deeper philosophical question of it as I'm reading through the article and I'm asking, is it not so much the question of are people getting enough sleep as if it is, um, do people have inner peace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the spiritual side of it, am I cultivating a prayer life? Am I giving myself a deeper or not giving myself, but receiving a deeper meaning in life? Um, and am I searching for and maintaining peace? I'm not saying that's going to magically change my sleep habits, but I think there might be a deeper thing in our world than just sleep habits. We might be um, treating a symptom of a deeper problem there. I agree. Yeah, well said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a very cool. funny They Might Be Giants song called Reprehensible, where it's somebody trying to fall asleep at night 
but they're just guilty of they don't list out what these crimes are, but just horrible crimes and they can't fall asleep. And it's done in the style of like a 1930s pop song. And it's just <laughs> just a very soothing song. It just kind of, you know, very, very uh, happy song about someone who can't fall asleep because of all the horrible things that they've done. Because their conscience. But, yeah. Yeah. It keeps them awake. That's funny. So uh, speaking of people doing horrible things, uh, <laughs> so last, uh, headline uh, uh, tells us how some guys have figured out how to hack cars remotely using just the VIN number the or the VIN, sorry, ATM pin number. Um, VIN is a vehicle identification number. It's that long code that ref- that is unique to every vehicle. And so it starts, the story starts with the fact that these guys figured out how there are some car manufacturers who have phone apps, mobile apps that allow you to interact with your vehicle, lock and unlock car, the car, start and stop the engine, that sort of thing. And they figured out a way that for, I think, Hyundai, Genesis, Nissan, Infiniti, Honda, and Acura, um, some of those, they figured out how to get into the account and turn the car on and off and all that sort of stuff. If As long as they just know your email address, if they know the user account <laughs> email address, they were able to get in. Um, then they further, they figured out additional ways to get in and take control of the car using the Sirius XM connected vehicle services uh, telematics platform if they knew the VIN number, which is, you know, right there on the dash that you can see through the windshield, so not hard. So basically, they could walk up to a, a car and unlock it if they knew the VIN, theoretically. Uh, so what do you guys think? Is this something people should be concerned about? Uh, I mean, maybe it's, it's I, like, I work for a large OEM. So my opinions are my own. Um, you know, we don't use the Sirius XM platform. You know, I think most OEMs have their own, you know, connected vehicle platform that they're using. You have, they have a lot more control over, you know, security. I know that a lot of effort is put into, you know, hardening the vehicle against cyber attack. Um, you know, there were some, some exploits early on, probably maybe six or seven years ago that were widely publicized with, um, you, you know, some products. And since then the vehicle itself has been hardened completely, but yeah, you're always, you know, any chain, the weakest link, that sort of thing. And if you are relying on a, a third party, um, like Sirius or something, not, not to pick on them, I don't know the details of this exploit, but you know, there's, you know, there's always, you know, you're kind of relying on, on their uh, security practices as well. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, an app too, you know, Bluetooth, you know, using your phone's Bluetooth connection to connect to your car for, for locks and things is, is, is great. But then how do you secure that? And there are, there are ways to do it, but I, I mean, Kia's had kind of a, or Kia Hyundai has had kind of a rough year when it comes to security as well. Um, but you know, it, not, not to pick on them because it's, it's an industry wide, phenomenon but yeah i mean it is top priority you know securing the vehicle mm-hmm. and all connections to the vehicle when i was reading the article what stuck out to me was a little bit of the dis- dismissiveness of the auto companies it has seemed to be all too common when you have security people who uncover problems i think we had that there's another story a while back that they threw a fit about that and 
oh, it was a state government threw a fit about it. Missouri, right. I think. Yeah, because he hacked the website by looking at the source uh, HTML. He, he, pr- yeah. he <laughs> pressed F11 to hack the website. And so yeah. there was this dismissiveness of the fact that, oh, well, these were experts that had the availability of the email addresses and all of this. And it's they eventually come around the same. We've worked on it and closed the holes, but there was some, there was a little too much dismissiveness for me. I guess they're trying not to cause a panic in their, their, the vehicle owners, I guess. I mean, that's the best I could put, put a spin I could put on it. Um, but yeah, and yeah. everything's been run through the legal department, you know, and, and yeah, the word yeah. Is, is, yeah, it's very, very carefully chosen. They're not suing them like the state of Missouri or trying to put yeah. criminal charges against F-11. So, yeah. right. You know, I mean, this is just a part of when vehicles become computers on wheels, and that's essentially yep. what they are now. And we all we know that computers have vulnerabilities that constantly need to be patched. Our phones, our desktops, our laptops, everything constantly needs to be patched. I, I, I'm not sure how easy it is to patch these vehicles over the air. Uh, if you have to bring them in, like a recall might be necessary. It really depends on like how recent, you know, I think automakers have gotten a lot better at being able to flash more and more of the modules in the car, um, you know, with software, you know, Tesla's kind of been an uh, industry leader there. Um, mm. But that's definitely the way it's, it's going. You know, as soon as these things are identified, you know, send a send an over the air update, you know, right away, right. which itself you have to be <laughs> secure with that. That's sort yeah. of thing too. Yeah. yeah. I would bring up just by analogy of you saying it's a thing of computers on wheels, right? Back when we had Windows 98, Windows XP, the easiness of someone hacking a computer and getting complete control of a computer was completely different than now, than what it is now. We're so much more secure now. It's not perfect, but to be able to see um, and allow progress to happen without that fear. When we have Windows 98 and XP, we could turn our internet off. Right. Yeah, and that's, true. yeah, right. You know, the, that's the thing is though, why these researchers are so important because they're the ones who are pushing every day, pushing the manufacturers not to overlook things, not to be cavalier about it, but to really fix, fix, fix. And that's why we owe all these guys a debt of gratitude for, for constantly doing this sort of thing. So, uh, we really appreciate it. Yep. And I would rather have the ethical hacker figure it out than the right unethical one. Well, if the ethical hacker knows it and has revealed it to the company and to the public, the unethical hacker also knows it. You can bet and is not telling anyone because he wants to exploit it. So that's, that's important to, to, uh, for us to recognize. All right. So those are our headlines and let's move on to our picks of the week. Father Joseph, you're up first. My pick of the week. And I was surprised we've never done this one. I, looked at it, um, is a website called LibriVox. And this is, if you think of books that are in the public domain, um, so I think in the United States, that's books that are over 90 years old, which lucky for us as Catholics is mostly everything. Right. (laughs) And so I was specifically next semester with my – high school seniors, I'm doing Augustine's Confessions, and we do a lot of reading in class, and sometimes it's nice to take a break from reading and let someone with a nice British accent read to you. And so I was trying to find a good audiobook version, and 
one of the better narrations I found was on LibriVox. Um, and so this is a really good site. I think they have 40,000 or so recorded works. You can find apps that pull it in, but a lot of the apps are ad-supported. I found the website just to be the best way for myself to go, but I guess when you're using it on the phone, you probably would want to pull an app into there. I think you do have RSS feeds, so you could try to pull it in the podcast app, but you'd have to engineer that some way. Everything they do is by volunteers. A little plug there, if you're someone that has a good narration voice, that's how they keep their works built, is by having people yeah. narrate books for them. I was looking at that. This could be my my big break into the world of audiobooks. <laughs> at least, at least, well, you always need like a you know portfolio and stuff too if you're gonna, you know, yeah, do it for, get, for pay. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this this looks excellent. Yeah, thanks, thanks for recommending this. I, I might uh, give it a try reading some of their uh, short stories or something. You can and there's some good stuff like in the uh, ca- uh, the Christian fiction section or just in the general religious section. You'll find G.K. Chesterton, Robert Hugh Benson, and you know mm-hmm. um, some some other older names in English that you'll recognize. Those are all in the public domain now. So um, yeah, d- d- check it out. It, that's some good stuff there. I can read Augustine in a British accent and be like, <laughs> "Oi, Gov, to Carthage, then I came, Governor." <laughs> I'm not oh, sure that's me, the, that me British accent. Accent. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Australian, but whatever. <laughs> it's that's the Cockney there, I think. But uh, at least, at least that's maybe, my maybe guess. Not. Maybe not. Maybe maybe I'll uh, work on that before I offer to volunteer my uh, considerable <laughs> talents. I'll, I'll really read Ulysses in my uh, Irish accent. And drive yeah. my, my wife crazy. She hates my Irish accent. Uh, I think it's pretty good. So. Um, Good. Thank you. LibriVox, a free public domain audiobooks service. Uh, Victor, what's your pick this week? Yeah, so I I hesitate to even mention this because if, if I do and someone jumps on it like I did, it will consume your every waking moment. Um, and it is a $99 uh, 3D printer that you can only buy at a micro center if you have one of those near you. And if you have if you're a new micro center customer and have never uh, purchased from them before. So they have this, this deal that they run from time to time where you can get a Creality three pro, which is a few years old, kind of, you know, base, um, no frills, 3d printer. Um, but I had my eye on a, you know, more expensive, nicer 3d printer, but I wanted to see first if this hobby was something that, um, you know, would really resonate with me. And for $99, I was like, ah, I'll pick it up. And um, it turns out I do enjoy 3D printing uh, with this particular printer. I don't know if I own it or or it owns me. It's it's pr- pretty fiddly. Uh, there's not a lot of frills and, and niceties, um, but you can it's easily upgradable. So already I've upgraded to a nicer, you know, surface that the print goes on and and a little probe that automatically measures the height of the bed. So I don't have to, you know, fiddle around with tolerances of one quarter of one tenth of a millimeter um, to get things to print. Um, but it's still, you know, every time you print something, you don't know if it's going to work or not necessarily. I'm still learning the hobby. It, like I said, it can, it can consume you. It can take you down rabbit holes and, you know, YouTube videos that you watch over and over again and, and, you know, scream at, at them because they're not telling you exactly what you need to know. But, um, if you can get past all that, you can make some, some really nice stuff. Like, uh, I'm still in the Moai head phase where I'm printing, you know, rainbow colored, <laughs> uh moai heads and fidgets for the kids but it's it's really fun the kids just just love being able to 
you know, print odd squad badges and, and other. We got it initially to print uh, props and stuff for costumes, but um, it's just it's just really fun. Um, and for ninety nine dollars, it can it lets you know if you're interested in the hobby and if you want to spend, you know, a little bit more on it. Now, is that one? Does it use um, PLA plastic or nylon or what is it? It PLA. Um, I printed PLA and then PET G, which is a little, uh, you know, mm-hmm. more durable. I haven't gone up to ABS, which is, I think, about as far as you would want to go. The nozzle. Yeah. So what 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 Father Joseph is talking about is, is you know, the, there's a heating element. And depending on how, how hot that can get, you can print, you know, more durable um, plastics and, and stuff all the way up to, to nylon or, or carbon fiber if you have a super hot hot end. But, you know, for what I'm doing, uh, PLA, which is kind of like your base, you know, plastic, it's actually uh, like a cornstarch and a plastic, you know, kind of mixed together. Um, it, it's plenty durable. I'm, I'm making some uh, some Christmas ornaments right now um, for for our Stargate fans and stuff. So um, <laughs> it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's finicky. You have to invest some some time into it. But, um, you know, the first time something prints successfully and, and uh, I'm really amazed by some of these designs, you just download them off the Internet and then, you know, you can send them to the printer after you, you do some you know, uh, jiggery pokery on it, but, um, like fully functional fidget toys with hinges that are printed right into it as it's printing up, you know, it's, it's really amazing what they can do and stuff. So nice. it's, uh, but, but again, it's, it's one of those hobbies that will, will, uh, will consume you if, if you let it, if you, uh, if you're looking, you can go to the, the link we'll have in the show notes yep. and at the bottom, there'll be a link to find all the locations. So you might have a location near you. If you live in the Boston area, there's one in Cambridge near MIT. I might be heading over there to get my $99 printer. I had my eye on one of these for a while. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing in that I don't have a micro center. Uh, yeah, the closest one to you is probably either Kansas or Missouri, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I lived in St. Louis, I went there a little too much. So Yeah, yeah. I drove clear across the city of Detroit to to get to ours, so... Yeah. Um, on a quest for a $99 printer. Again, it's not the best printer out there. It's fairly bare bones, but again, it, it will do nice prints and let you know if you're, if, if the hobby is for you. Now nice. for, for you who've been in a micro center, um, before COVID, it used to be amazing to go in there. Has the shortage of chips made it less amaz- amazing to go into micro center? Or- it was still pretty amazing. And I was, I was amazed too, that there were like, you know, I, it was, my first time in one to be perfectly honest. And there were so many helpful, you know, people in there, uh, you know, I, I talked, oh, yeah. yeah their, you know, their customer service is usually pretty good. So, yeah, good. Awesome. That's a very nice pick. So mine is a little app you can get on iOS, iPad OS, and you can even run it on Mac OS under catalyst. So Apple, when you get by an Apple device, you get, the reminders app is one of the built-in apps. Um, and one of the knocks against it is it's hard to, to put new entries in. It's not the easiest thing to use to, to create a new reminder. Um, and with a calendaring, same thing, like the, the built-in calendar is not the easiest to use, but what was great about them is they have a database that any other apps can access that are on your phone or your iPad or whatever. And so uh, for calendaring, the Fantastical lets you do natural language typing. You just type in what your appointment is and it figures out what it should be. Well, the same thing with the reminders. There's this app called Remind Me Faster. And it's basically this whole purpose is to 
quickly natural language typing in what your reminder is and then it parses it for you and puts it in the database for you know to to make it easier it's a it's it's a great idea i don't use the reminders that very often partly because of that yeah uh, it's 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 too hard to use i i use some other apps but uh with this i might use it more for for there's sometimes I need like a quick reminder. Hey, when I get home, which is a really nice aspect of reminders, by the way, I can do location based reminders. When I get nice. home, tell me to, you know, remind me to turn on the light in the on the on the porch or something like that. It's just a really nice, easy way to to get reminders in. Um, and, and shared reminders is another great thing is you can have shared uh, reminder lists as well. So. Um, and it is free with in-app purchases, uh, probably ad based or something like that. I, I forgot to look at what exactly the, the price- natural language input is in in-app purchase. And it is a, a, a lot, all a huge amount of 99 cents. So yeah. natural so, language. So, so if you want to do it with natural language, it looks like you have to pay more. Yeah, it looks like that, but it would probably be worth it. So what you can do is you can download it, try it out, and if you think it's something you want to do, you can you can drop your ninety nine cents and get the natural language input as well. So that that looks good. There's a couple other things you can get into more location presets, some custom time presets. Each one is a you know additional a little bit additional. Um, I think if you go all in, it's probably four bucks, which is still not bad for a, a nice app that can help with something like that very good so those are our picks of the week and that's it for us this time we would love to hear what you think of our discussion if you have any feedback on anything we've discussed including on our christmas gift ideas you can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the starquest facebook page facebook.com slash starquest media or send an email to technology at sqpn.com Visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. You'll find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at starquest.fm slash tec191, tech191. You can, uh, please, if you can, we'd really appreciate it. It helps us a lot. If you write a review of the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you can write reviews of podcasts, share the podcast with your friends. Help us grow this community of listeners. We'd like to thank James for research assistance in this episode. And until next time, Father Joseph Sund, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. You're welcome. Victor Lambs, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest, and Merry Christmas, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest, with a special message as we approach the Christmas season. This past year, the StarQuest Network has continued to expand our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture through our many entertaining and informative programs. Now we need your generous financial support to keep producing the shows you love and to reach new audiences with more of the life-changing and uplifting programming we've been creating for more than a decade. That's why it's very important that we hear from you this Advent and Christmas, the time when nonprofits receive most of their support for the year. If you are already a supporter of StarQuest, we thank you and ask you to prayerfully consider increasing your support at this time. If you're not yet a supporter, please become one now. Every gift counts. Could you give $15 or even just $10 per month? Whatever level of support you can offer, please show your support for SQPN this Christmas. And remember that your gifts are tax deductible. Just go to sqpn.com give. That's 
sqpn.com slash give. May God bless you this Advent, and may you have a blessed Christmas season.